Welcome to Bristol Radio, your one-stop shop for all things audio from Bristol Motor Speedway and Dragway. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another Race Weekend Recap. I'm Kayla Vinci of NASCAR on Fox. So happy to have you joining us here today to once again go over everything we saw out at Pocono Raceway over the course of the weekend. So uh, again, I encourage all of you who are tuning in to the live stream to send your comments, your questions, your thoughts on uh, uh, what you saw out in Pocono. Also, just send me any questions you have about uh, my job and what it's like uh, working as a reporter in racing. Anything. You can send me questions about any of that stuff. You know, I, I get a lot of questions on Twitter sometimes about the way my job works. So I'd be happy to answer some of those as well on the live stream here today. So uh, let's get right into it. There was plenty of action to discuss leaving the Pocono Mountains this past weekend. Uh, I was not there uh, because I was hosting one of the Cup Series shows uh, from Charlotte in between some of the qualifying sessions for Xfinity and Cup. So I had a busy weekend here in Charlotte. Uh, so I'll go ahead and kick things off with the Xfinity Series race and uh, the big victory there for Cole Custer. Um, it's his fifth career win, his third so far this season. Uh, a really, really strong performance, I thought, out of him and that team as a whole. Great battle we saw, too, in the closing laps uh, with Tyler Reddick, uh, who has definitely emerged as one of the top guys, I would say, by far in the Xfinity Series currently. So that was fun to kind of watch the two of them duking, duking it out and going for a position there at the end. Uh, you know, I heard some of the guys talking on the Fox broadcast too as well about the fact that do we have a big three that has emerged in the Xfinity Series this year with Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick. And I would say definitely out of that three, I don't know what you guys think, but I think Tyler Reddick has truly been such a model of consistency throughout the course of this weekend, uh, or out of the course of this season, excuse me. Um, as I mentioned, he finished second, his ninth consecutive top five performance. Uh, I think he's a great story because he made the switch over to RCR this past year and people kind of wondered, was that going to be the right choice for him, uh, leaving the team that he won the championship with? But he has just been so strong uh, all throughout uh, the course of this year. And um, if he can keep that rolling through the playoffs, that kind of consistency is what can win you a second consecutive championship. I see someone, Tim Bosworth, weighing in saying, way to go, Kyle. And of course, he is referring to Kyle Busch, who we're going to talk plenty about Kyle Busch in just a bit. Uh, but again, guys, send your comments, send your thoughts, what you thought of the racing, whether it was in the Xfinity Series or the Cup Series. Send me questions you have, too, as well about uh, my job as a reporter and a host for Fox Sports with NASCAR, if you have them. So uh, going on to more discussion of the Xfinity Series, I find it interesting, uh, this particular series, because you know at some point these drivers are going to be looking to move up uh, to the Cup Series, which begs the question, where will Colt Custer go? Where will Tyler Reddick go? Where could Christopher Bell go? These are the things we're all going to be discussing as the races start to click by and we move towards the playoffs because you know typically in the summertime teams might start beginning their conversations, figuring out their lineup, their driver stable for the next year. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see where some of those drivers land who have really proven themselves in the Xfinity Series um, to where they could potentially fit in on the cup side. So speaking of the cup race, let's start with the winner who, you know, some of the fans are already addressing, Kyle Busch, 
getting the victory, his fourth win so far this year, the most wins of any driver currently in the 2019 campaign. Uh, also, his 55th career win ties him with Rusty Wallace, one of the sports great on the all-time list of wins in the Cup Series. So I thought from an outsider perspective that this was just a flawless race that Kyle Busch and the 18 team put together from obviously the car setup that began with um, practices, them fine-tuning on that, to a strong qualifying effort onto the race itself, obviously the driver doing what he needed to do, making the right adjustments throughout the course of the race, and of course the pit crew really rising to the occasion as well. So Kyle Rowdy Bush, very complimentary of his team's efforts across the board, the efforts of everyone at Joe Gibbs Racing as well on what they've been able to do. And I think it's pretty impressive that they've won 9 of 14 races this year. That's pretty unbelievable if you think about it. Um, so the only driver so far in the Joe Gibbs Racing stable who has not been able to go to victory lane is Eric Jones. But he was another one I had down on my list who had a really strong race, a very fast car at, at multiple times throughout the course of the race. Uh, he was able to get a top five performance, finishing third, which is uh, his season best times two. He's done that twice now so far this season. And I'm actually going to be talking with Eric Jones a little bit later today out of the Joe Gibbs Racing Shop once he completes his competition meeting for an interview that's going to be airing on Race Hub tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Eastern. So you can watch that tomorrow with a little more from EJ. But he did pick up some ground in the standings. So I think, you know, the one thing he mentioned after the race is we just need to keep this going. We need to keep this momentum building and trying to chip away um, at those uh, standings to try and position himself well for the playoffs in the event that he does not win a, a race and lock himself in. So more to come with uh, Eric Jones as he heads off to Michigan, his home state, this weekend for the next cup race. Chase Elliott, um, someone asking me right now, Drayton Knowles, where do you think Eric Jones will get his first win of the season? I don't know, but I think we're seeing obviously some positive progression out of him and that team. You know, they had some struggles a little bit earlier in the year, but they've been kind of definitely on the uptick, I would say. Things have been sort of coming together for them. And those are the things that teams build on, those little moments, those little victories, whether it's not actually a trip to victory lane, but whether it's stage wins or, or a top five finish, those things uh, I think a lot of teams really can garner some momentum and confidence and build from those moments. Which brings me to another organization, Henrik Motorsports. We have seen them consistently uh, still being a part of the conversation in these races week in and week out. Shane Metzler saying, go nine, that's who I was gonna talk about. Uh, Chase Elliott having a top five performance, uh, which is his fifth straight top five, which is the longest top five streak he's ever had in his Cup Series career. And one other stat I found very interesting is that Hendrick Motorsports has has had at least one car finished in the top five in the last five races. So that's been uh, really good for them, I think, for, for that team to sort of have an upswing. I know we've been talking about it here on these race recaps over the last couple of weeks that we've seen things really coming together for that organization. So once again, a, a solid performance for Chase Elliott. So while there were a number of drivers who had uh, a good weekend out in uh, Pocono. Dale Lewis adding, Matt Benedetto has had some pretty bad luck so far this year. Matt obviously was one of the ones that I wrote down that not did not have the race he had hoped for, but there was a number of drivers who didn't, starting with uh, Austin Dillon on lap 30, hitting the wall, ending his day. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. had contact with the wall as well. Kyle Larson comes to mind, who did so well in those stages, getting stage wins, uh, but ended up hitting the wall as well. 
well in the very closing laps. And Martin Truex Jr., our race winner from last week, we see him have an engine issue. So that took him out of contention. And then also as well, Kevin Harvick having that pit penalty late in the race, that just kind of eliminated his uh, potential to, to get the race win which I've been saying it every week. How is Kevin Harvick not won yet? Um, that to me is one of the biggest surprises uh, that Stuart Haas Racing too as a whole, we have not seen them get to victory lane. Um, someone asking me, who do you think the sleeper is this season? Someone who could come out of nowhere and win it all. Uh, win it all? I don't know if I see someone just emerging outside of the group uh, of drivers that have already won. Uh, to potentially win the championship. But one driver I think we're going to see come into his own is William Byron. Uh, William Byron, obviously, we know him from all the competition he did in the Truck and Xfinity Series. But I think that he's a young driver that uh, is now in his second year of cup competition full-time. And this is a point where we, where I think we might see him start to really click things into place. Uh, we know he's paired with Chad Knauss, uh, one of the best crew chiefs all time ever in the sport. A uh, different kind of pairing if you think about perhaps the age difference. Um, but I, I would like to, to see him um, go ahead and cross that threshold and get his first win in the Cup Series. And he's done really good in terms of, I'm thinking of his qualifying efforts as of late. So that Drayton Knowles might be my pick of someone that we could see just kind of have a breakout season. Um, I do believe that he will make a trip to victory lane in the Cup Series this year. Uh, and, and you might be wondering what happened to Jimmy Johnson. You know, he ended up finishing 19th and I saw a tweet from him this morning where he said, while loading the car, my guys noticed the track bar was bottom out on the right side. Something happened, which allowed it to drop multiple inches. So maybe that can shed some light on what exactly happened there to the 48th day. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, I think there were so many unknowns uh, talking to drivers going into Pocono this weekend with this rule package, how it was going to be different without you know the same shifting element and with the restarts and, and drafting and all, all of those things. Um, I think there was a lot of just unknowns and there really has been pretty much everywhere we've gone. And now we're going to another new track uh, for the season, which is Michigan International Speedway. We make two visits there throughout the course of the season. So that is where the cup teams and are headed next. But I might want to remind you that the truck series, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors truck series will be back this weekend too, but they are racing in Fort Worth, Texas. So their race will be Friday evening. You can catch all of the coverage on FS1 throughout the course of Friday, uh, qualifying pre-race where you'll see yours truly and uh, the race as well. So that is all coming up this weekend. Uh, Joe Crowell is weighing in a little bit on his thoughts on the package. No passing at all with this package. It was all about track position and making passing on the first lap on the restarts. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of drivers identified going into the weekend how critical those restarts were gonna be because it was one of the main opportunities for you to really make a move and make something happen. Uh, so it was, it was a fun weekend, it was fun to watch, and you know what else was great about it? It didn't rain, because it rains a lot out in Pocono, we have learned over the years. Uh, so we 
are one step closer with another race in the books to the big event happening out in Bristol Motor Speedway come August. And as always, I am going to encourage and remind you guys to purchase your tickets for the Bass Pro Shops NRA Night Race, which is August 17th. Saturday night racing under the lights, Bristol style. It does not get much better than that. The kids' cup tickets are just $10 with new teen pricing this season. Uh, teens getting 50% off. So that is an incentive there for you to go ahead and visit Bristol Motor Speedway to purchase your tickets. Uh, and also, I mentioned this last week, uh, it had to do with Martin Truex Jr. because it's a special offer uh, for $69. You can get a grandstand ticket and a Bass Pro Shops hat and an exclusive Q&A with Martin Truex Jr. Um, so those of you who are MTJ fans, fans of the 19 team, there's a little special incentive uh, and package available for you for the Bristol race coming up. And again, I want to remind you all of uh, the Alabama concert, the country rock iconic band that we all know and love, have so many hits. Uh, they've had over a five decade run. Uh, they are coming out to Thunder Valley Amphitheater presented by Ballad Health. So uh, that is the new Tri-Cities, new premier outdoor concert venue. That is happening Saturday night, July 27th. So you don't want to miss that. It'll definitely be a concert worth seeing. And again, you can visit bristolmotorspeedway.com to find your tickets. So plenty of things coming up, all kinds of things coming up. And uh, I'm sure it's gonna be interesting to see what unfolds out in Michigan and in Texas. Uh, a couple of you have been weighing in on the, on the strategies and different things that you saw within the race. Uh, we always do see that, I feel like, at that particular racetrack. Two tires, four tires, uh, people pitting before the stage breaks. Uh, I always find that interesting, the, the different strategies that end up playing out. I don't envy the crew chiefs who have to make those decisions because I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be any good at that. <laughs> uh, that's why I'll just stick to the reporting side of things. So uh, again, coming up this week, I have the Eric Jones interview that will be airing Tuesday. I will be co-hosting on Race Hub Wednesday night alongside my friend Regan Smith. We have a full, 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 chock full show that day with Michael Waltrip coming on, um, Brett Moffat and Todd Gillen and Todd Bodine. So all of those people will be guests because we have a truck segment on that particular show to get you ready for uh, the truck series race that will be coming up this weekend. So I'll be doing that. And then as well, you can catch me on the pre-race show for the truck series on FS1. From eight to nine, we have an hour edition show this weekend. A feature will be airing uh, with Greg Biffle. In case you remember, Greg Biffle, the Biff, is back. He will be racing in the trucks this weekend for Kyle Busch Motorsports. So I know we've got a feature that will air with him. I am also sitting down tomorrow at On Point Motorsports out here in Denver, North Carolina with Brennan Poole, who's been running the Truck Series races this season. He finished second to Kyle Busch in the last race, if you recall, uh, out in Charlotte. So we're going to get some one-on-one -on -one time with Brennan Poole. So those are all some things that are upcoming that you can check out on FS1. And once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in for a Race Weekend Recap uh, and, and for sending your thoughts on the on the weekend. I have one that just came in from Ronnie Hack saying, uh, hello from Kentucky. It looks like my son jo Joseph and I are going to be at the Bristol night race for the first time. We cannot wait to see Bristol for the first time. Very cool. Well, Ronnie, we will look forward to seeing you out there. I'm so glad you were able to make Bristol Motor Speedway a part of your summer plans because I can promise you, you will not be disappointed. 
So thank you again, everyone who tuned in, sending your thoughts. Uh, join me once again right here on the Bristol Motor Speedway Facebook page next Monday at noon Eastern for a race weekend recap of all things Michigan and Texas. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Like Bruton always says, we work for the fans, and we like making sports and entertainment fun here at Bristol. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with all of your friends on all your favorite social media channels. Like, follow, or tag BMS Updates so we can join in on the fun too. It's Bristol, baby.